Welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines, along with Zach Newfeld. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. The new year has started, and it's time to get started on the new view. Whether your goal is to lose weight, improve your fitness, run a marathon, finish a fondo, or tackle a triathlon, here's your chance to get into a coaching program at a super price. It's the TriJoy Try for 50 promotion. You'll get a one-on-one consultation, a four-week training program, and weekly access to your coach for $50 for your first month. That's the TriJoy Try for 50 promotion. See the TriJoy link on the FitSpeak homepage for more information. We're also brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mission. Here is your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is spin. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week is spin. Mention that word to the staff the next time you're at Wenting's and you'll win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, the Wenting's Word of the Week, spin. On our program today, the roundtable, our upcoming event schedule, our fit tip of the week, but first, our feature interview. If you've ever been driving around the Fraser Valley on a Saturday afternoon, you've probably seen this guy flying down Dudney Trunk Road, flying up Majuba Hill, or leading a train of cyclists down a flat stretch of Zero Avenue. No, he's not on an airplane, he's on his bicycle, and his name is Brandon Jones. Although he started cycling not that long ago, he's already made his presence known at all the local bike races, including the Spring Series and the Wednesday Night Crits in Mission. But there's also Brandon, the runner. Lenchit has it, he did a few training runs, woke up one Sunday morning, drank a bunch of coffee, ran his first marathon, and qualified for the Boston Marathon. A caffeinated superhuman performance, but a super nice guy. Let's meet the man behind the smile. This is Brandon Jones. So Brandon, first of all, maybe tell us a little bit about the sports you did as a kid growing up. Well, I didn't really do too many sports growing up. Uh, Mainly, I grew up playing soccer throughout my childhood and high school and then I kind of got into a bit of running in post-secondary and it was actually a neighbor that got me into some cycling. And growing up as a kid, your brothers, sisters, mom, dad, what kind of role did they have um, either influencing you or discouraging you from doing sports? Uh, They were pretty uh, main influences in uh, helping me stick with soccer. Soccer was a blast, I loved it a lot, but kind of got to the point, maybe some people have that where they kind of grow out of the sport or they just stop pursuing it for whatever reason. But uh, loving athletics, I still wanted to uh, keep fit, so I just started running on my own and entering some events. And then one day I was running around the block on my old street in Steeston and my neighbor stopped and asked me, hey, what what are you training for? What do you do? And he was uh, doing triathlons at the time, but also a pretty big cyclist. And he got me into cycling. So you say Steveston, so we're talking Richmond? Yes. What was that fellow's name? Uh, uh, can you remember? Yep. Uh, Bruce Wenting may actually, well, he knows him. It's uh, Joel Lemaire. And what year would have this been around? Uh, that was probably around 2012, I think. Joel would, uh, he gave me his, or sold me his bike. What that kind was, of bike was that? That was, uh, 
an Opus Crescendo, which uh, he actually had purchased from Wentings. <laughs> and the bike fit you? Yep, it was a pretty good fit. Bonus. And then fast forward a couple years later, moved out with my parents to Abbotsford, and then uh, long behold, the group Joel had been mentioning in Richmond, Wentings, the Phoenix Velo group, uh, I started training with them and met Bruce, and he said, hey, that bike looks pretty familiar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kind of a funny story about a bike returning back to Bruce. Yeah. Did he sell you a new chain right on the spot? Uh, nobody was uh, pretty good on telling me how to clean a bike. <laughs> yes, he's very vigilant. Even when we had Allison Jackson on, one of the first and maybe one of the cruelest, cruelest lessons that Bruce ever taught Allison was clean the darn bike. So uh, yeah, that's certainly a common thread. Whenever we mention Bruce Wenting, one of the sponsors, it's get your bike clean before you bring it into the shop. So tell us a little bit about how you progressed as a cyclist. Well, it was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty brutal at first. I didn't really know what was going on or anything about being on the, like, clipping in the pedals, etc. But I just know, knew that I wanted to excel at it. I loved everything about it. I think getting out with the group rides with Phoenix Velo and having Bruce starting to give me instructions and some structure really helped a lot and then from there I just kind of naturally met a lot of people that were doing lots of cycling and cycling events and I kind of started entering my own events and it kind of just naturally progressed from there. And the success came fairly quick I mean starting off from I wouldn't say nowhere, but almost nowhere back in 2012 to where you are now, which is at a very high level. The progress has been substantial and rapid. Well, I mean, from no cycling to being able to compete at a, a local level is definitely a good improvement. I'm fairly satisfied with uh, being able to compete with some of the top local guys, but... I guess we're always progressing as cyclists. I mean, a person that sees you thinks of you as this uh, half-man, half-machine, this cycling god who's able to rip up the hills at breakneck speed. But when you go to some of the larger races, you see some of these fellas as well, and you, you think of them in the same way. And those folks, of course, would eventually someday like to race for uh, you know a prominent international team and so on it goes so you're uh, you're climbing your way up to the top right now um, before we get into uh, to a big extent your cycling career I heard an interesting story about you once upon a time doing the Boston Marathon how did you manage to qualify for that where'd you hear that who knows people talk <laughs> Back when I was still uh, running quite a bit, I guess people were saying that's uh, quite the event and there was uh, quite a few local guys like such as Pete Schofield who had ran it numerous times mm -hmm. and Mikey Ross and yourself. So man, like maybe this is something I should try and do while I'm at least kind of still running. So I drank a lot of coffee and uh, went out to the run for water. It was a Boston qualifying event and was able to achieve a qualifier and then registered <laughs> just like that yeah pretty much now we have runners who are listening to this program who have been running for pretty much their whole lives and one of their you know on the bucket list one of these days I'm gonna be able to qualify for the Boston Marathon and some people it's like well if I am old enough by the time I'm 65 the cutoff times gonna be low enough that I can do it now how old were you when you uh, qualified 26 
26 or 25. And what was the time that you had to do? Not super phenomenal, but I think it was like a 255 or 259. Um, uh, sorry to say, but yeah, that, that does qualify as super <laughs> phenomenal. So how often were you running in order to achieve that, Brandon? Honestly, I don't think I was running that often. I was. That's what we heard. I was yeah. kind of setting you up for that. So Brandon shows up with a, a minimal amount of training, uh, able to qualify at the Run for Water for the Boston Marathon. How did the actual race go for you on race day? Uh, well, to be honest, you know, I was just hoping to, well, I was bottom, like I would have hoped to have ran faster, but anything under three hours would have been satisfying. And it was actually, uh, it was a pretty wet day, but... I mean, it's a it's an amazing experience. There's people yelling and screaming the entire 42 kilometers. So, all of that exhilaration was pretty neat experience. And is that true? That was the last time you had ever put on running shoes. <laughs> Just about. I think I've actually, uh, uh, so to speak, from one of the Abbey Trail Running Club members drinking some of the Kool Aid. Uh huh. Put them back on a couple times and <laughs> a few challenges. Yeah. Uh huh. Just to uh, keep those trail runners from the Abbotsford Trail Running Club in line. Carlos, are you listening? <laughs> okay. So, question is pretty obvious. Um, how come you're not a triathlete? <laughs> well, uh, ask uh, you know Hillary. Yes. Yeah. After this interview, you go ask her <laughs> what it was like when Brandon came in for swimming lessons. <laughs> tell us. Okay. So Hillary's not here. So tell our listeners how that went. It was like a picture of the heaviest anchor you can find sinking. That's what it looked like. Heaviest That's... anchor, but perhaps with one of the biggest engines. I mean, to reel <laughs> off a sub three hour in your first marathon um, indicates at least some potential. And if it wasn't potential physically, it also attested to mental tenacity. Nobody can just go out there and run a sub three hour marathon. Why didn't you pursue the swimming anymore? Pretty, uh, pretty embarrassing, both uh, physically and mentally. Let's get back to the bike. I saw you on the bike. Um, right now we're taping this interview at 8 o'clock on Wednesday, January the 10th. It was probably in the middle of December, a few Saturdays back near Downs Road in Abbotsford. It was a very yucky day, but you were on your bike, and like always, you were smiling. Why weren't you just on a trainer? <laughs> well, if you, uh, if you know me, I'm not really found on a stationary trainer too often. So any time it's not completely pouring, I'll be outside. <laughs> and why is that? Because we, uh, for example, let's do the picky on Mikey Ross. <laughs> any opportunity, even when it's sunny, Mikey is on his trainer. He has great results. What is it that keeps you off of it? Oh, I just, I got to be outside. The yeah. whole, the mo going through the motions, just everything about being outside. A man of nature. And the results are paying off, obviously. Yeah, What's it like to, uh, one of the challenges that I find riding out in the cooler weather is if or maybe when you have a puncture, those tires are pretty, pretty brutal to get off. Yeah, it's a pain in the butt and especially if it's a cold day, then mm -hmm. your hands. And... and the beads are just so vicious. <laughs> yeah, I try and triple double check to make sure I'm going to be, look over my tires, make sure everything's going to be okay, but you never know. You're, you're bound to hit something and that's just, you know, that goes with any ride that you take a chance but it's still worth it who are you cycling with right now and what's your role within the group right now i'm cycling with uh anybody and everybody so you're a free agent yeah looking for a team do you have any prospects for the upcoming season well so i've kind of uh last season i was 
I had the privilege of riding with the North Coast Lumber One uh, Lower Mainland cycling team, and it was a great experience, great group of guys, but unfortunately, I'm just not able to commit to being a part of a team with uh, work and other commitments. So I'm hoping just to uh, race when I'm able to based on work, but I'm obviously still going to be trying to race as much as possible, just not able to, uh, yeah. It's kind of like, almost like the story of life. You're trying to balance your responsibilities, your financial responsibilities, and once you get into a relationship with another person, relationships there, with this ha uh, habit, with this hobby, with this passion we call cycling. So to be able to manage everything like that is, you know, it's a balancing act at this age and pretty much for the rest of your life. So you're learning a lot of lessons and you're learning them quickly. However, at the same time, Brandon, you're continuing to improve as a cyclist. Uh, I'd like to think I am. Uh, there's so much to to learn and improve on. I mean, it's just, it's endless. So just uh, as more, the much as I can continue to train and as many races and competitions I can continue to enter, I'll hopefully continue to progress a little bit and achieve some uh, results. So let's talk about some of those time constraints. So right now we're in January. A lot of people consider this base training time, but tell us what an average training week looks like here in the month of January. Uh, well, during the winter is pretty much uh, play by year. I'm not very disciplined in the winter months. Um, right now I'm working quite a bit, so... And what is your job? Uh, Right now I'm the fiber guy. And what does that mean? So I'm just uh, connecting pure fiber cables outside on the poles and to the homes and businesses. So is that a physical job? I mean, the ladder is kind of heavy, the 28 footer. Um, if you go at a good pace, it can be pretty physical. So I try and uh, apply my fitness at work and then uh, wait till the summer months to really ramp up the training. Absolutely. So when you're working, you're obviously on kind of a interesting schedule where you have to work several days on and then you have a few days off. Tell us about that shift pattern and how that might interfere in, in a solid training schedule. Yeah, I mean, obviously it kind of uh, interferes a little bit, but there's definitely ways you can work around it. And then when you have a few days off in a row, that's usually a pretty good opportunity to get some more training time in. So let's paint the ideal picture. It's uh, middle of May, weather is fine, the rain has gone, you've got a beautiful week ahead of you, you've got a stable working schedule, things in your personal life and social life are just where you want them to be. Tell us about your ideal training week. How would that look? Uh, ride every day. Um, ride short, ride hard, ride by yourself, ride with friends. What would that look like? All of the above. Call up everybody. Ride full gas every day, all day. <laughs> would you rather ride with a group of people or would you rather ride by yourself? Uh, depends. Depends who wants to, uh, who's interested in riding just as far and fast. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so you're responsive to the people around you. Let's talk about yourself as a cyclist. So there's a lot of different disciplines. There's the time trialists, there's the pure climbers, there's the people who are good maneuvering in packs, who are sprinters. How do you see yourself as a cyclist? Uh, probably none of the above. None of the above. Okay, what's your strength? Obviously, you're a, I mean, you've got the engine. 
Um, what other special talents that are hidden or not so uh, hidden? Uh, there's probably nothing. Just uh, extremely caffeinated, uh, eager beaver trying to ride very hard and fast. <laughs> what would you think is your biggest strength right now? And what would also be the area of your cycling that you'd like to improve that you might be working on? <laughs> probably maneuvering. So a little bit of bike handling skills, not quite where maybe the engine's bigger than than the uh, transmission or the chassis? Yeah, uh, descending tight corners, that stuff can always be definitely improved on. Can you tell us of any stories where things didn't go so well for you when you were uh, handling your bike, whether it was by yourself or in a group? can't remember off the top of my head. I know somebody listening probably can remind me. I don't mm -hmm. think I've had any super bad, oh, well, yeah, just some typical like crash and burn ones. Well, tell us about that. Uh, well, there was one I cooked a corner, pretty good descending a mountain, and uh, which mountain was that? I can't recall the name. Oh, okay, I, concussion. No, no, no concussion. <laughs> I smashed the guardrail. Oh, okay, pretty good. Mm. But I got right back up. So proving on the <laughs> handling. Okay. What's your favorite uh, ride in the Fraser Valley? You've ridden every single road, probably no, even the gravel roads. No, the mountain bikers have ridden all the single, every single road. <laughs> I think uh, riding around Stave Lake is always, uh, and the Stave, Fall, Stave Dam Falls, mm -hmm. that's a pretty awesome loop. That's a beautiful descent. It uh, can be a bit tricky, but it's very inspiring. You go in onto Dudney Trunk Road and you descend to Stave Lake, and then, of course, the climb coming out of it up to Wilson is just a, a memorable piece of pavement. And hopefully the cyclists who are out there get an opportunity to do that. If you haven't, you're missing out on a beautiful, uh, challenging descent and then a, you know, a challenging climb going up that. Have you done any traveling or any cycling outside of the province or anywhere that's truly inspirational as well? So that's, uh, yeah, obviously something I'd like to do as I uh, continue to cycle is definitely travel and cycle. I've unfortunately not been able to cycle many other parts of the world. I've cycled just south of the border in Washington and uh, I was able, fortunate enough to have been at a bike camp in California. Where in California was that? That was in uh, Oxnard. Okay, just north of Los Angeles. And that's about the extent of my cycling traveling. Okay, so that's the beginning and certainly not the end for Brandon's uh, international cycling experience. Somebody out there listening right now who, let's say is Brandon, maybe four or five years ago, we have glimpses of awesomeness. Uh, a guy, or a girl for that matter, who, you know, who's doing fairly well. Maybe they show up to the Wednesday crits at Wentings as part of Phoenix Velo's series there, and they're showing some pretty good promise. What advice would you give that person? Keep doing as much as possible. Keep asking as many questions as possible pick everybody's brains that you see there and uh yeah just keep uh keep having that want to do the activity now we're gonna turn to some more serious questions here so when brandon came into the fitspeak studio about 45 minutes ago he was carrying this well i, I wouldn't exaggerate and say it was a massive cup of coffee but it was a a, a, felt, a a fairly healthy size maybe i'm asking the obvious question but what is your favorite post-ride beverage <laughs> uh after a cup of coffee I after think. a cup of coffee <laughs> 
typically some uh, F2C nutrition. Okay, do you have any favorite flavors out there? I'd say all their flavors are excellent, but uh, their mango... That's a popular choice. Brian Wilkinson, if you're listening, he said mango. <laughs> <laughs> Getting more into some serious questions here. You're recovered from a ride. You're doing another training ride. We strap you down on a trainer. I know you hate doing this, but we're going to make it even worse for you, Brandon. What song would you absolutely hate to hear if you were doing a hard workout on the trainer? Oh, I don't know. There's tons I could probably think of. Maybe I have the tiger. That would be terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Should we ask you why? No, I don't know. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Okay. Uh, any of that kind of... Uh, teenage pop music that would mm -hmm. be pretty awful let's end it off with the traditional fitzbeak question you ready for it brandon uh oh here it comes if you were an animal other than a human being what animal would you be and tell us why and while you're thinking about it i'll remind you that allison jackson said she would be a bison a bison she said bison well, that's because she's from Alberta, isn't and, it? And well, she she her family runs a bison ranch out in Alberta by Vermilion. Yeah, so that that kind of ties in together, well. Hmm. You don't what? look much like a bison, though. You're a no. different kind of critter. What uh, what animal consumes a lot of coffee? Whatever animal that is, that's what I would choose. That's that's an easy choice. That's a koala bear. Is it? Absolutely. Done deal. All right, <laughs> Kevin. Any shout-outs you want to mention before we uh, wrap up the interview? Anybody and everybody, uh, Phoenix Velo, Bruce, Jeff Orem, Kevin Watt, <laughs> F2C Nutrition, uh, Harvard Life Cycles, <laughs> Giant Bicycles, Giant Langley, Giant White Rock. Thank you so much. Have an amazing 2018 season. Thank you. And welcome to the Roundtable for Fitspeak 26. We're producing the program here on a Wednesday evening, as is Fitspeak tradition. It is the 17th of January. A lot of exciting things happening around the world of sports, multi-sport training. As we mentioned a little bit earlier on our Fitspeak podcast, the Speak and Spin, the big event for the Phoenix Velo Cycling Club, is set to kick off on Sunday at 10 o'clock. That's happening at the Mission Senior Center. But a whole lot of other things have been going on. In in fact, a guy who's just returned from stateside is Kevin Watt. He is happy to be here and joining us. And what's been happening in the world of Kevin? <laughs> uh, I'm happy to be back. Uh, had a great trip down to the States. I think uh, we were gone for 14 days. Made it Driving a Honda Fit, not the F-150. Uh, yeah, we, we took the, uh, the little car. It was the CRV? HRV. HRV, okay, that's, a, that's an all-wheel drive unit though. All-wheel drive. Mm -hmm. Definitely comfortable, definitely affordable to drive down there. It would have, it was, oh man, one third the cost to drive in a truck. Uh, made it San, San Diego. Uh, I want to go back to San Diego. And you hiked the Grand Canyon. We did. We, holy smokes, yeah, we just kind of uh, blasted off a 21 kilometer Grand Canyon hike, you know, and worked out great. Um, what else? We walked across San Francisco uh, Bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge. We're in Las Vegas, oh, Oregon. We're everywhere. Yeah, a huge couple of weeks for Kevin Watt. He saw the Southwestern America like he's never seen before. So we're glad to have you back, happy and healthy. And next to my left is a person who's going to be participating in his first race of the brand new year. 
co-host of Fitspeak is Zach Neufeld. What's been going on for you? School, training, and like you said, the hypo half is coming up. So I planned ahead a little bit, um, and I'm tapering this week, so I'm feeling the energy. Absolutely good. In addition to that, any other races in the near future? Uh, I'm one of those people that doesn't like to bog myself down with plans. So I have them, but they're not in my head right now. Okay. You know, they're in my planner at home. So um, Hypo Half first, and I've got the Dynamic Race events, uh, race Series coming up. Okay, thanks everybody. Well, let's get into Fitspeak 26. Here's your Fitspeak 26 upcoming event schedule. Here we are in January, but it seems like the Boxing Day sales are still going strong. What I'm talking about is the race deal of the year. This one is for the runners out there. Mitchell Hudson and his Tri-Events group out of White Rock have a deal called the Tri-8 Challenge. It's an opportunity for you to race eight times this year for only $280, about the same cost as a round of golf nowadays. That works out to $35 per race. The neat thing about the series is you can wait until two weeks prior to the event before choosing your race distance. That means if you can't fit in your long runs for say a marathon or a half, you can just sign up for the 10K or the 5K. The first race is coming up later this month, so click on over to www.tryevents.ca to get more details on the Try 8 Challenge. Even though there may be a bit of snow still left in the ditches, as long as it's not on the roads, the Spring Series cycling races are a go. Indeed, the Escape Velocity Spring Series that's been running since the dinosaurs were still around is back again. Yeah, they've increased their prices, but if you sign up online, you can still save a few bucks for some Fieldhouse products after your races. Google Escape Velocity Bike and follow the links. And for the folks out in the Chilliwack area, if you're making New Year's resolutions to get fit or get fast, the folks at the Garrison Running Company are there to help you with your goals. You can get some motivation, inspiration, and direction when you sign up for the Running 101 clinics. By the time it's over, you'll be able to run that 5K. And of course, we know the 5K is just that gateway drug for crazy stuff like 10Ks and half marathons. Type garrisonrunningco.com into your Google machine and get ready to run. Jeff Oram from Phoenix Velo also wanted you to know that as sure as spring is around the corner, so is their annual Speak and Spin session. An opportunity for you to get your learn on and your sweat in, surrounded by some serious and fun-loving cyclists. They've had a bunch of high-level folks from the national cycling community as guest speakers. This year's fountain of wisdom is Richard Wolves, Canada's former national track cycling coach. The Speak and Spin is on Sunday, January 21st from 10 till 2. Head over to the Phoenix Velo Training Group's Facebook page to get more information. Finally, just a reminder, if you have an event, whether that's a race, a clinic, or a new fitness group, we want to hear about it. Leave us a comment on our FitSpeak homepage and we'll be in touch with you. And that's your upcoming event schedule. What's up, FitSpeak fans? I'm Kevin Watt, and these are your FitSpeak Facebook and Instagram shoutouts. A way of thanking those folks who are doing amazing things out there and also supporting us on social media. 
Let's start off with Megan Hackman from Saskatoon. She's gearing up for her randonneur season and perhaps the 3,000 mile race across America, better known as the Ram Race. We also want to give a shout out to the North Shore girl from North Van who keeps on running and training and sipping on that Bailey's. And a final shout out goes out to everybody's favorite hydration company, F2C Nutrition, based out of the Lower Mainland, who are getting ready to support and sponsor the local endurance events around the Fraser Valley here. Those are our shout outs for this time. Remember to like us on Facebook, give us a thumbs up on Instagram, and subscribe to our podcast on Podbean. For FitSpeak shoutouts, I'm Kevin Watt. I'm Zach Neufeld, and this is Between the Ears. Being in the brand new year, it's time to develop new healthy and successful thinking habits. Previously, I've covered topics in a book written by performance psychologist Dr. Saul Miller. In his quarter-century-long career, he's worked with business professionals and athletes, including Canadian Olympians and the Vancouver Canucks. Today's topic is Power Thoughts. You can read more about it in Dr. Miller's book, Performance Under Pressure. Before we get into it, we need to review what pressure is. Pressure gets in the way of excelling. Excelling is simple. It's having a clear goal, acting on it, staying focused, and persevering till it happens. Here's how pressure gets in the way. We try too hard, ignore our instinctive intuitions, and begin to worry. Disease prevents us from embracing the moment, being focused, smooth, and effective. Pressure also makes us feel uneasy. It's part of the motivation and desire to do something or be someone better. When you feel restricted or doubtful about succeeding, that's where pressure grows. One of Dr. Miller's clients said, if I don't make the Olympic team, I'll die. Don't be discouraged, even pro athletes experience pressure and there's a lot we can do in spite of it. So what are power thoughts and how do they help? We have about 60,000 thoughts a day. According to research, two thirds of which can be critical or limiting. We can think positive and empowering thoughts to stop limiting ourselves. Dr. Miller says that thoughts are the food of consciousness. Now, a power thought is when you consciously affirm with yourself that you are good at something. It might seem like lying to yourself at first. Kevin Hines said it seemed like that at one point, Um, like faking it till you make it or something like that, but it isn't. Those thousands of daily, automatic, negative thoughts are often themselves untrue. Power thoughts are purposeful, truthful, and helpful. We do this by making true statements about ourselves. You can also give yourself four or five reasons why you're good at that thing. In this way, we're our own coaches and it's good to repeat these statements before competitions or challenges or whenever we are feeling pressure. Miller gave a great example in performance under pressure. An all-star hockey player would overthink and dwell on what went wrong. Miller got him to develop a series of power thoughts. He would say to himself, when I perform my best, I make clean passes. Then he would back it up with evidence. Because I'm smart, reliable, physical, and offensively skilled. So, we can remember times when we did well before. This is purposefully focusing on the positive. You have a good track record. Don't leave room for negative thinking to sneak in. Even so, try not to think about what you should be doing. We perform better when we simply read the situations we're in and act smoothly. 
trusting. Repeat, repeat, repeat the power thought and then reaffirm who you are so you can build confidence and become more effective at executing what you need to do. This is important because when our perceptions are narrowed by pressure, power thoughts help us to stay purposeful, clear, and positive. It's simple, but not always easy. And we can all use power thoughts. Try making your own power thoughts and repeat them throughout the day. Write them down somewhere. If you feel pressure and notice negative thoughts, remember that you didn't change. You're the same person and pressure is influencing your thinking. Use those power thought tools to build strength and practice using them as weapons to fend off unhelpful thoughts. We just covered what pressure is and the basics of power thoughts. We want to do better and pressure gets in the way. However, our thinking is power, a powerful tool for making our goals happen. Next time, we'll talk more about the specifics of power thoughts. For now, I'll leave you with a quote that stuck with me over the years. Gandhi said, your beliefs become your thoughts, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, and finally your values become your destiny. I'm Zach Newfeld, and that's Between the Ears. Thanks for listening. And that's it for another edition of FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only wellness, fitness, and endurance sports podcast. FitSpeak is brought to you by Wentings and Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is spin. FitSpeak is also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport. Featuring the Try for 50 promotion, check the TriJoy link on our FitSpeak homepage. Join us next time when we'll be giving you the results of the hypothermic half marathon from Abbotsford. Kevin Watt will be back with his social media shoutouts. Zach Neufeld will be here with another edition of Between the Ears and we'll have tons of motivation with our upcoming event schedule. That's it for now and for all of us at Fitspeak, I'm Kevin Hines. Thanks for listening.